Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. I'm excited for the show today. I'll tell you, there are so many conversations that are being had right now in the world about a lot of different topics. And in fact, you're having conversations in your mind about a lot of different topics, right? I mean, it happens all the time. Should I go here? Should I do this? Uh, what's going to happen in the world? What's going to happen in my family? And today I want to talk about the idea of what happens or what should you do? What do you do when the enemy attacks? Because the enemy does attack. And we have several different enemies in life. But there's one primary enemy that I believe is really important to understand as we live our lives, especially if you're a believer, especially if you're a Christian. And this is a conversation that I want to have because I believe people are walking around a lot of times and they are not well prepared for the journey of life. They think they are, right? They've heard some things, they've gotten some ideas, they're maybe trying to implement what they've learned in the past, but maybe what you've learned in the past are not necessarily the tools that are necessary to get you to where you need to go. So I wanna talk today about what do you do when the enemy attacks and how do you prepare yourself for that? Now, as always, I got to take a quick minute and just say thank you to the sponsors of our shows. Many of you know that in my other life, I have several financial companies. We got a great team helping families protect, grow, reduce taxes under wealth, as well as business consulting. We also have digital educational content. Uh, a lot of that can be found by heading over to leanonthewall.com. And there's going to be some other great resources coming out soon as well that I don't want you to miss. We're going to be talking about that uh, a little bit later on this show. But I want to talk about when the enemy attacks. Because this is something that we all experience in life. And, you know, I, I want to start with, with this thought. There's a verse in Ephesians, um, a couple verses in Ephesians, chapter 6, but starting in verse 12, it says this, we are, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And then it says in verse 13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then the battle, after the battle, you'll be able to stand and stand firm. So that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. I remember when I was younger, you know, I always thought about the idea of spiritual attack and what that looks like. Um, and I know for many of you, that may sound a little bit taboo and a little bit like, ah, is this real or not? You know, is this the boogeyman? I mean, what's, what's really going on out there? I can tell you that with certainty that um, evil exists and the enemy, Satan, is interested in pretty much a couple things in your life. And that is to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. That's his purpose. The Bible talks about that he is acting like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And one of the things that I can encourage you in, maybe this isn't encouraging on the onset sounding, but it really is an encouragement, and that is the fact that if you are following the path that God has for you in your life, you know, a lot of people in the world might say, well, being a Christian is, that's just a crutch, or that's just, you know, believing in something to make you feel good, or whatever it may be. I can tell you from personal experience that if you're literally walking down the path that God has for you, you will probably be attacked. And the attacks will probably increase. Um, and I've seen this not only in myself, but even in the staff and the team and people that have worked with me and for me over the years. Things that have just crazily kind of happened. And it's funny that they happen all kind of at once. There's no coincidence to that. This is the enemy trying to keep you from continuing down the path of what God's called you to do. 
And it's important that you understand where is your resolve coming from? And I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, a lot of times maybe you have gotten information or guidance in the past from someone that says you should do it this way or you should do it that way. And at the end of the day, it may not necessarily be the, the best way. Maybe it's just what they learned as well. I, I love the story Zig Ziglar used to share. There was a story of a lady that uh, they were uh, getting ready to have uh, uh, a family dinner and they were going to bake the ham and, and do all that kind of stuff. And so the husband went to the, to the uh, grocery store and he bought this ham and he brings his ham back and he's, he's uh, got the ham on the table and, and the wife, uh, his spouse says, hey, can you do me a favor and cut the end of the ham off? And he's like, why are we going to cut the end of the ham off? That's perfectly good meat. Why would we do that? And she's like, well, that's just, you know, what my mom always did. She always cut the end of the ham off. And so he's like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Why would we go to the store, buy a ham and cut the end of the ham off and then put it in the plate? I mean, you know, to cook it. And we were basically throwing food away. This doesn't make any sense. He's like, all right, here's what I want to do. Let's let's figure this out. So let's call let's call mom. Let's call your mom and see what's going on. So they call her mom and uh, she says, mom, just curious. Why did you always uh, cut the end of the ham off? And she's like, well. I always cut the end of the hand off because, uh, you know, that's what my mom did. And so now, obviously, they're in a place where they're saying, what? So there's really no reason why you cut the end of the hand off? You cut it off because your mom did it? And the husband's like, all right, we got we to gotta solve this three-generation mystery now. Let's call grandma. Let's get her in the room and see what the heck is going on. So they contact grandma. They say, grandma, uh, we know that your daughter... Uh, my mom has has obviously cut the end of the ham off, and you, she said, always cut the end of the ham off. Why did you cut the end of the ham off? And Grandma says, well, I cut the end of the ham off because my pan was too small. <laughs> so at the end of the day, think about that for a minute. Grandma had a real reason. Her pan was too small. The ham wouldn't fit in there. So she had to cut the end off in order for it to fit in the pan so she could cook it. But her mother, this lady's mother had no reason at all to cut the end of the ham off other than the fact that she watched her mom do it and didn't really understand the reason behind it. And then, of course, she consequently did the same thing until she found out that Grandma only cut the end of the ham off because the pan was too small. Then she proceeded to not cut the end of the ham off. Now you say, Mike, that's a lot of conversation about ham. Well, it is, but hopefully it proves the point. Sometimes we are in a place in life where we do things, we walk down paths, we go down roads, we do things unknowingly that we think is maybe the right thing to do because that's what we've heard. You know, you've heard it said before, there's a lot of uh, well-intended people giving bad advice. Did you Think about that. How many times have you gone for directions pre-GPS and you're asking for directions to go somewhere and there's a well-intended person saying, hey, turn left here or make a right here or go ahead, you know, and, and, and when you see this, make a right. And then about a mile down the road, you'll be there. So you get this advice from somebody. You say, okay, they're obviously a local. They know what they're talking about. You follow the advice and all of a sudden you go merrily, merrily along down the road and as time moves along, you find that you're in the wrong place. It's a well-intended person giving you bad advice. Now, they may not have necessarily meant to give you bad advice, right? I mean, maybe they truly wanted to help you get to the right place, but maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they were told wrong. Maybe they forgot something, and now all of a sudden you are driving down a path that is a path you were never intended to be on. 
And I think in life, if we don't step back and realize or think through the reality that the enemy will attack, all we got to look at is our society today and take a look at what's happening in the world. Take a look at the family structure. Take a look at what people think and believe. Take a look at where people are going. You know, we've heard it said before, uh, the truth will set you free, right? You've heard that before. And it's taken out of context in so many different ways. Well, the truth is obtuse. Two plus two is four. It's not five. It's not six. It's not three. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It's four. And I believe that we need more truth bearers in our culture today. I believe we need more people in our culture today that are willing to stand firm and stand for certain things that matter. We need it more than ever today. The younger generation is looking to find someone who's willing to step up and step into all that God's called them to do. So as you live your life, I got to tell you, you will be attacked by things of this world, by the enemy Satan himself. You will be attacked. You will find yourself coming into places where you're going to have to change and alter your mindset. You know the only person that's responsible for your mindset, your outlook, and your future, how you think about yourself, how you respond or react to situations? You know the only person that's responsible for that? It's you. You're the one. You're the only one. And you may say, Mike, that seems like a pretty tall task. Or, you know, I just, there's so much negativity in the world and so many people and so many things happening. I mean, I, I don't know how to. Well, let me give you one simple tip that will help you not only be strong during those attacks, but walk through confidently. And you hear me talk about it all the time on the show, and that is the idea of turning off the noise. Clarity is only found in silence. It's not found in more noise. The world is so chaotic that if you're looking to more news or more TV or more social media or more books you can read that just talk about the things of this world, or you rely and you listen to friends and family members that are all stressed out all the time, you know those folks. They're stressed out, they're worried, they're, 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 they're in a place where they don't even know necessarily where they're going, and yet sometimes those are the people that you're looking to for advice. I can tell you, it's not going to bring more peace to your life. It's not going to help you be stronger and fight through when the enemy attacks. So the first thing you need to do is you need to reduce the noise. The second thing that you need to do in this process is you need to understand where the attacks come from. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. I told you that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and high places. And oh, by the way, if you continue reading in Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about putting on the armor of God because it's a spiritual attack. So you need to, number one, decrease the noise. You number, need to, number two, increase the truth. I love the verse in Proverbs. Uh, this is kind of my life verse, but Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not some of it, not a little bit, not a portion, <laughs> with all of your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding, and in all your ways, acknowledge him, God, and he will direct your paths. Isn't it interesting that if we want God's guidance in our life, I think we all, if we all will step back in our lives we can think about the reality that there's, there's got to be more to life 
than just living, growing, earning some income, interacting with people, and then dying. It's got to be more than life than that. Is there really a purpose or reason for you? And the answer is, yes, there is. But we're only going to find that clarity. We're only going to find that wisdom if we are willing to slow down and seek truth. My challenge to you as I land the plane and and, and, and this show is to commit yourself to seeking truth these next couple days, these next couple weeks. Find a verse or two that you can lean on. Maybe it's, a sh- maybe it's this show where you can go back and listen to the Michael Wall Show time and time and time again. There's, there's over 200 shows in the can, so to speak, that you can go back and listen to, not only of me, but other guests and other great resources of people that have shared ideas of success and how they got there and why it mattered. And I'm going to challenge you to do that these next couple days and weeks because as you do, what will happen is, is you'll find clarity in ways that you've never had before. It'll give you a renewed sense of purpose. It'll give you a renewed sense of why you're here. Also, what it'll do is when the enemy does attack or you go through challenging times, it'll help you to look at that from a different lens. Instead of looking at it with the plum disease, poor little old me. Oh, you know. I remember someone said before, which I love, he said, you know, I felt sorry for myself because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. See, it's all about perspective, folks. It's all about perspective in your life. What are you looking at? What are you thinking on? What do you focus on? And if you're in a situation where all you look at is you, your life, what you want, what you think you need, you're going to have problems. I often say, if if you chase your purpose, the money will follow. Don't chase the money. Chase your purpose. That will give you resolve to fight through some of these challenges that you will face in life. Last thing I'm going to share with you is this, and that is, I remember what Zig said. I love this quote. He says, if you are tough on yourself, life will become infinitely easier. If you are tough on yourself, life will become infinitely easier. That means disciplining yourself to do the things that you need to do when you need to do them. That means saying, I got to get up, I got to show up, I got to prepare, I got to work hard, even if I don't feel like it. Motion creates emotion. That's the way you work into that. You got to get your mind right first. You got to take action and move. And all of these things will help you finish well and live well as the enemy attacks in your life. As always, my desire and goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Listen, I know that there's some folks in your Rolodex on your phone, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever it is that need to hear this message because they feel overwhelmed right now. Don't leave them out of the encouragement that you've just received. Take a minute and share it with them. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I want to encourage you to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on some of the new things we got coming out, as well as uh, some exciting new videos to help you in your life. If you're listening to this via podcast, I know many of you are. 
Uh, thank you so much for dialing in, tuning in. We'd appreciate your ratings and comments. Take a quick minute and do that. Uh, we really, really appreciate that feedback, and it helps us get this positive message to many more people in the world. Have a blessed one, and we'll talk to you next show.